All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of Uncensored News. I'm your host, the Educated Republican. Now let's get into this shit. First off, I want to say a big um, welcome to um, some of the uh, followers that we have on Uncensored News from Parler. Welcome to the program. Uh, it was nice talking to you all this past weekend and uh, at the beginning of the week uh, via the comments. Uh, welcome to the program. Thank you for following this program. Please uh, share this program and please, if you can, if, if God puts it on your heart, go ahead and sponsor our program. Uh, and I'd like to also say hello to some of our uh, international listeners um, from Cyprus, from Djibouti, and then uh, from Greece. Welcome. Um, please just share our program because unfortunately Anchor does not allow you all to um, give us any type of monetary uh, sponsorship. So the best thing that you can do for this program and your fellow listeners is go ahead and share this program um, with other people and just get a lot of people involved uh, in this movement of patriotism um, and 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 understanding uh, real news, uh, news that is uncensored, news that, you know, that that uncovers and um, talk about things that, you know, the fake news will not talk about. The things that they're trying to suppress is the, almost the same thing that we're going to be talking about. Uh, we don't allow suppression on here. It is always unscripted, uh, which is the way I like it. And uh, with that being said, I want to apologize for not publishing in the uh, episodes earlier this week and that was merely due to the fact that we were having technical issues even today uh, as I do this record and I did a recording before uh, this just one segment and the errors were there again these errors are not something that I'm doing I understand that you know a lot of time things are user errors but what is going on here uh, and, and I and I don't think this has happened in any of my other recordings. I did do uh, I, I did insert a little um, um, commentary about, you know, uh, what's going on with the audio. But it seems to be a trend now. And I hope this isn't something that's been happening with the past audio. I, I haven't seen it on my end, but I did catch it yesterday. Yesterday, I published a uh, podcast episode. Uh, on Parler, and uh, it was on Spotify and, and other um, platforms. However, when I clicked into it, a lot of it was silenced. The whole entire first segment was silenced, and that was a two-parter uh, episode that I put out, and the whole first segment was silenced. So it's kind of strange to me that when I go to publish, you know, these episodes lately, there has been some type of corruption inside of them. And I like to say, you know, that it's me, but it's not. It's nothing that I'm doing. I'm doing the same thing besides right now I'm in a different location. So if you hear me moving around, that's the leather seat I'm sitting on. If you hear any sirens, well, I live right across the street from a hospital. Um, so there probably will, you know, be some type of noise or whatnot in the background that you hear. Uh, hopefully you won't hear it. Uh, but it's nothing that I'm doing. You know, I, I'm not editing anything wrong. I really don't edit my audio. I just check the edit function to see if the wavelengths go all the way through, 
which indicate that all the audio and everything I did went through. And then I go through, you know, spot checking different aspects of that recording to make sure that the volume was good, that there's no echo, that, you know, everything was just right. Because I love to come to you raw. I love it to, to just roll off my brain and flow out my mouth. That's not none of this. That's what she said type of shit. Don't don't do that to me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I just like to, you know, give you the news off my mind. How I perceive it raw in its entirety. And for some reason, lately, there's been issues. I talked to a customer service representative earlier this morning um, via uh, uh, um, an email and he said he went in and did something and, you know, try it again, see if it worked. Of course, it didn't work. Uh, I just sent him the segment that I just recorded before I recorded this segment. This shit is starting to get very annoying now. I'm sitting here having to do two, three, four, five different recordings before I can get a good recording to publish. I don't know why this is starting to be a norm. I mean, we got 1.2 thousand uh, listens uh, to the different episodes. I, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but 1.2 thousand different, you know, uh, listen through the different episodes that we've done in, in less than two months. And we have a, a, a good number of people actually following this podcast. The audience is starting to grow. I mean, we are broadcast. Uh, via podcast platforms in so many countries overseas. So we're doing things right on our end, but for some reason something's going wrong on their end, and they need to fix this shit. This is getting ridiculous now. No one should have to continue to do so many different recordings just to get things right, especially when it's not on my end. It's not my mic dying. You know, it's not me editing the audio is none of that because those other recordings you know just in case it was the mic i didn't use a mic i went back to how i used to do before i even got the mic early on in in the podcast and still it was riddled and it's not like anything that i'm doing i'm not pressing anything i'm not moving around i'm not doing absolutely anything and you know that would be the segment that just goes silent and it's just, it's just, I don't, I don't understand it, folks. Like I say, I want to give you all the quality, uh, the quantity uh, that you know for me to deliver. But it's extremely hard to deliver that when we have issues like this. Uh, so what I'm going to do right now is take a quick break and I'll come back. Uh, I got to check and make sure that this audio is working. So just bear with me. Let me go pay some bills. I'll be right back. All right, folks, welcome back to the program. Um, I had to check on some things, and I also wanted to check the uh, the recording. Um, and I'm probably going to break it up into uh, small segments uh, just for today's purposes only until I get more clarity on what's going on uh, with the audio. Um, the audio that, you know, that you just heard from the past segment I just checked up on that, and that that segment is good. It's good. 
Um, like I said earlier, the segment was echoed. There were uh, silences. I, it, it, I I can't explain any of this type of stuff. I can't I can't explain any of it. And now I got this echo sitting here talking to me. Like I say, they're always listening and they're always sitting here playing something. You know, it, it's it's kind of weird if you have any of these Amazon, you know, uh, echo devices inside of your house and you say something and then she just start going on. We've had that in the middle of the night where it just start talking. It, it's, it's weird. It's weird. But getting back to um, the program, it's so much distractions when you're not recording in your normal place. Um, And the reason for that, I want to make sure that that area is not hindering uh, the recordings, too. Because ever since we moved into this new uh, home, I have been having issues. So maybe it is the area where I'm at in the processing. I don't know. I don't know this is for Anchor to try to figure out what's going on, why some audio goes through, but not all the audio. So, like I said, I'm going to break these segments up into smaller segments. So just bear with me uh, for this type of podcast uh, well, this episode of uh, the podcast. But what we need to get into is some uh, breaking news. It's no surprise to anybody that I was right when it came to A.G. Barr. We all know that A.G. Barr, fat, lazy ass. Uh, resigned. Um, and I don't really need to go into any explanation because I've done a lot of the explanation when it comes down to him um, and gave my um, point, um, how I felt about him. So what I did is I found an actual uh, video from somebody that I follow, um, Officer Tatum, from his Tatum report, where a uh, individual uh, is speaking um with one of the, the, the anchors of Newsmax about A.G. Barr in uh, his um, resignation. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to play that video. After I play that video, I'll do a little bit more uh, commentary, and then I'm going to take another break to make sure that this segment went through. And then when we come back uh, from another commercial break, I'm going to go ahead and um, uh, move on to our next topic. So without any further ado... Uh, this video basically is talking about how A.G. Barr was a coward. So, here we go. So, in many respects, Joe Biden can also thank outgoing Attorney General Bill Barr, a man who submitted his resignation today. He should have pushed for the conclusion of the Durham report, knowing who was behind the Russian collusion hoax was imperative for all of us before Election Day. Instead... It's still not done. Bill Barr also hid the Hunter Biden criminal investigation. It sure looks like it was going on well before the election. The DOJ's refusal to confirm it allowed the media to suppress it. That helped Joe Biden, too. And, of course, where is Bill Barr's FBI? It sure looks like it's ignoring all of the evidence of voter fraud out there. Well, joining us now with his reaction to Bill Barr's resignation, former White House advisor for the Trump administration and host of America First on Salem Radio, our good friend, Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Dr. G, good to see you. So tell me, Dr. G, what do you think? Bill Barr, I think he turned out to be just an absolute huge disappointment here. Your thoughts? Uh, I'm going to do a mea culpa now, Grant. Uh, Way back when, February before last, when he was 
finally confirmed as the Attorney General to replace Jeff Sessions, based upon information some very good friends had shared with me who had worked with Bill Barr when he had been Attorney General under the Bush administration. They said, this is the guy, he's a honey badger, he doesn't need this job, he's just going in there to clean out that Stygian stables that was Obama's DOJ. And that's what I said publicly, that uh, I've heard it from good authorities, this is the man. And Grant, we were wrong. My friends were wrong and I was yeah. wrong. This man is a yeah. coward. This man, I don't think he's a deep stater. I, I think he sees himself as an honorable man, but he failed. And by the way, Bill Barr didn't resign today. He was fired for all the things that you've said. The, the biggest is, forget Hunter Biden, but forget the $1.4 billion Hunter got from China when his daddy was vice president. Forget the drugs, the prostitutes, the, the photographs of his underage niece on that laptop. Just one thing. We now know because it's been declassified. When I was advising Mr. Trump, the candidate, when I worked on his presidential transition team, and when I was in his White House as his strategist through that whole period, the Obama administration and Obama holdovers were illegally spying on us. They were framing my buddy, Mike Flynn. They were getting secret FISA surveillance warrants based upon Russian propaganda that Hillary Clinton had paid for. Not one person, Grant, is in prison because of the biggest political scandal in modern history. And let's be clear, Operation Crossfire Hurricane against the Trump uh, campaign was the first ever tri-agency political hit campaign. It was the CIA under Brennan. It was the FBI under Jim Comey. And it was the NSA that together spied on a political party. And not one person is in prison because of that. And that's on you, Bill Barr. I'm looking at you. So you are a failure. You're a coward. And good riddance. Well, I agree with you 100%, Dr. G. And I also was like you. I had absolute great hopes for this man coming in. I thought, what does he have to lose? He's towards the end of his career. He's going to do what's right, and he ends up going to be a hero. And in fact, he did just the opposite. He sat on his hands, and even to the point of all the way up to the election, Dr. G, when you throw out, he, he didn't push the, the Russian collusion, Durham investigation. He didn't push out the investigation into Hunter Biden, which I know was going on. But you know the biggest crime there? is that he did not dispatch the FBI, and if they have, I still don't know about it, to investigate all of this election fraud. Bill Barr could have been a hero in this. All you had to do was have agents go in there and start investigating people, and people would have started to flip. I'm confident of it. Let me be clear. Whatever happens tonight into the wee hours, whatever they try to do in Michigan, locking out the GOP state electors, uh, this isn't over. We have the only date that matters is January 6th. So it's not over. First things first. But, but, but with regards to your comments, yes, it is an outrage that the FBI can send a dozen agents to investigate a so-called noose at a black NASCAR driver's garage that everybody knew was the pulley, the pull to pull down the door to the garage. They can send a dozen agents to investigate a non-hate crime but we have seen not one substantive federal support effort for the legions of fraud examples we've seen in the last seven weeks. We, we still don't agree. Who are the people who pulled the suitcases of ballots from under the table where they'd been hidden when the GOP poll watchers were escorted out 
Who, who are those people? Why do we not know their names? And why haven't they at least been charged, at least charged by a grand jury with the felony of election fraud? That's Bill Barr's final statement of failure. And, and Dr. G, it's, you know, I don't even think it's charged. I literally think with low-level people like that, you could have sat them down with FBI agents and they would have sung like canaries. And who knows where it would have led, just like the Russian collusion hoax, who would have known where it would have led. And we needed that information going into Election Day and, and Bill Barr had uh, hid it from us. And not only was it this election, it was a 2016 election. That The fact that Bill Barr did nothing, gave us none of the details. Every American citizen, whoever you voted for, deserves to know what happened in 2014, 2015, and 2016 with the Obama administration spying on a political campaign. Bill Barr did not release that information. Now he's never going to. And that is the indictment of a man who promised us so much and delivered nothing. Those are the words from Sebastian Gurka. He was a deputy uh, assistant to um, President Trump. Um, like I said, I've, I've beat that dead horse. I've talked so much about uh, Bill Barr. Um, the episode was extremely popular, uh, especially when I posted up on uh, one of the Proud Boys uh, comments. Uh, I mean... We probably got a lot of listeners over here right now from Parlor that um, actually saw that comment and, and that led them over to start following me up on uh, Uncensored News and also on Parlor itself. Like I've said many times, uh, again, Bill Barr is lazy. He did not go after Hillary Clinton after Comey even laid out the evidence. The evidence was laid out that she legally had a uh, classified server or she was receiving information on the server that was inside of her basement of her own private residence. So she's receiving these cables that no other entity or government agency was, you know, they had any notice uh, about any of this information that she was receiving. There is nobody to specify the classification of, of this information that she was receiving, whether it was secret, whether it was confidential, top secret, whatever. All we know is that Hillary Clinton received classified documents per a, uh, a summary report from uh, former FBI director James Comey. So you got Hillary Clinton with that situation. Then you also got Obama-Biden uh, administration that was spying on President Trump's trans, uh, transitional uh, administration. So we know that that is an illegal thing. That's almost a reason why, uh, you know, Richard Nixon resigned over Watergate. In Watergate, they went to the Dem uh, Democratic um, headquarters and was going through uh, paperwork and stuff like that to try to give him the edge and let him know what was going on in the Democratic Party. And plus, it would have helped him out for his re-election campaign to know exactly what the enemy is doing. So Obama was spying up on President Trump when he was a candidate to what uh, length, we don't know. You know, because everybody thought it was a joke in the beginning that President Trump was even going to run. And once he started 
getting up on the campaign trail and the things that he was saying that, you know, like I said, the way that you want to hear. That's why you listen to this podcast is exactly what he was saying it to the Americans that were tired of the political talk, tired of that that thumb. You know, when, when politicians are talking, they're, they're like they're like, you know, putting that thumb out there and trying to emphasize their points. People were tired of that. We're tired of that Ivy League school bullshit and having all these presidents be lawyers. Lawyers are exactly that lawyers. They're either on your side or they're against you. Overall, their popularity is not that of a doctor, not that of the military, not that of, you know, even some politicians. But it's worse when you have a politician that's a lawyer. And that's a fact. Because you know that they're lying through their teeth when they're they're talking to you. They know the truth. They're just bending the truth. And it's ridiculous. So, um. You know, you got Cuomo who didn't investigate that. And then Cuomo didn't even investigate Hunter Biden, James Biden, Joe Biden and his whole barisma, you know, uh, money laundering and, and abuse of office scandal. Hunter Biden has now uh, had an investigation started up on him just for tax evasion. This shit kind of reminds me of Al Capone. If you know Al Capone running his game, slipping money into the hands of politicians, including the president, judges, lawyers, police officers, federal agents, everybody was on his payroll. This man committed mass murders. This man was responsible for the St. Valentine's Day massacre, even though he was supposed to be at Florida at the time, but they didn't move. Unless the Don said so and the Don spoke and they did his deed. And the only thing that the government was able to hit Al Capone on and send him to, to prison in Alcatraz was tax evasion. Fuck all the murders and stuff. None of that was brought up inside of the, the case. It was just about his taxes. That's what we got going on here. And, and Capone was only sentenced to four years of prison. But due to the fact that he had contracted, you know, syphilis, you know, somehow it got to his brain and he died because it wasn't treated or there was no treatment known back in those days. So before he died, he was a shell of himself. You know, it it had got so, you know, the virus infected his brain so much he was just basically a vegetable. That wasn't the same man that everybody knew. That was not the Don that everybody had grown to know, respect, or fear. So now we have another situation again where we know that there's corruption and stuff. There's people coming out and saying it. And instead of Barr going ahead and prosecuting it and starting to investigate it, he puts it up on ice prior to the election. And the fake media does not even broadcast the fact that, you know, there are allegations out there on Hunter Biden, and it's not just allegations. The computer was actually confiscated. Some of the information was given over to the Delaware State Police that had uh, underage, you know, uh, pornography upon it. We know that Hunter Biden had a Pornhub account. We know there are pictures of Hunter Biden falling asleep with a what appears to be a crack pipe in his mouth. The teeth that you see on Hunter Biden today 
are new teeth compared to that what he used to have due to the fact that he smoked so much crack. He lost so many teeth. So he's sitting there smiling to you with fake teeth now. And then there's a, a, a photo of, of his 14-year-old niece that is naked up on that computer too. And then there's conversations that Hunter Biden is having with minors, females, up on that. I mean, for crying out loud, his uh, uh, girlfriend, a wife, or whoever she was, <clears throat> the one who used to be married to his older brother, Bo, says that she didn't, you know, she, she tells a therapist that she didn't feel comfortable leaving the kids with him. It, really? Folks, there's a lot on this dude. There are people coming out that saying that there's corruption, that, that they did this. The, the, the one dude that I told you about, the Bobolinsky. I told you about his interview with Tucker Carlson, where he said that he met Joe Biden. Joe Biden was the big man. Joe Biden was getting the third or, you know, an appearance or a meet with Joe Biden cost X amount of dollars. That he was the shell company with the money laundering for Joe Biden, James Biden, who is Joe Biden's brother, and also Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden has done an interview in the past, and you go on YouTube yourself and look it up, where he basically says that he has been to rehab 70 plus times, folks. 70 plus. I thought I was hearing an error. I was like, this dude misspoke, or I'm, I'm hearing 70. He must just said seven. Seven is too much, but 70? Come on. Come on. But this is the dude who is a son of a man who stole the election, who ran for a third time for president of the United States. A man who was against integration, but preferred segregation. A man who didn't want his kids going to a school with black kids, as he referred to the jungle. A man who had issue with busing. A man who issues came to front and center on the stage when he did the Democratic nominee uh, debate where Harris, who is his vice president nominee or, 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 or uh, president elect, however you want to fucking put it. She hit him up on that. She hit him on, on, on the segregation and integration. She hit him up on the point of busing, too. She also stood firm and said that women and that she believed what Tara Reid said. Tara Reid, the woman who alleges some type of sexual assault, a sexual har uh, harassment uh, against Joe Biden. I mean, there are Secret Service agents that have done interview that said that Joe Biden, you know, walked around the house naked. And there were Secret Service agent females in there. That's the only time he did it. I don't know how true that is. But, you know, that's what these people are alleging and, and they're writing books and stuff and putting this stuff in there. I wasn't there. I wouldn't want to be there to see a, a naked Joe Biden walking around. No, thank you. That's not my cup of tea. Not even close. But, you know, you can go on YouTube and see this dude sniffing people's hair. I mean, there's so much wrongdoing from the, the, the Biden administration with Obama. But now this dude thinks his third time that he actually got 80 million votes. But when you give a, th a Thanksgiving, you know, message only a thousand people out of 80 million that supposedly voted for you, watch your program. And then we got this message from the other day when he think, you know, the electors, you know, electoral college meeting and they gave him the 
you know, the upper hand in a roundabout way. Then we have him giving a speech where he's coughing. He can't even walk right. You would think that he had a medical boot on both of his feet. This man walks so weird. But he can't even read the, the teleprompter. He can't even read the teleprompter. Something is wrong with this 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 individual. Something is wrong with him. But beyond the, the health speculations, this man has abused the office of the vice president uh, when he was vice president of the United States under Obama. The video is clear out there where he's saying about the Ukraine situation, and I'm not going to go into it because I've said it numerous times on this podcast. Folks, all I'm telling you is that it's not right, that there are issues that Bill Barr could investigate. The evidence was laid out on the table. That's like somebody, you know, uh, gets pulled over for suspected drunk driving. And when an officer approached, he says, officer, let me tell you, I've been drinking tonight. I had six mixed drinks Uh, before you pull me over. You see this bottle. Uh, that's open in the car. That's vodka. I've been drinking that all night. Inside of my glove department, there is cocaine and crack. I do have an outstanding warrant for my arrest. I do not pay child support. Also, I have a body in my trunk. And then the prosecution decides, ah, not not enough evidence there. It's baseless. It's, it's nothing to see. I'm going to put that on ice. I don't think we should uh, pursue that just yet. That's Bill Burr. That's Bill Burr. You had the Clintons dead to rights. You had Obama dead to rights. You had the Bidens dead to right. But instead of prosecuting and continue on with the Hunter Biden investigation, you put it on ice during the election. Why? Why the fuck did you do that? Because the media damn sure wasn't fucking talking about it. They hit it. That's why you have voter remorse where people are now pissed off that they did not have any idea about that. And one reason why they didn't have any idea, because they were not listening or subscribing or following uncensored news. If they were following uncensored news, I could have gave you that warning. I could have gave you that information. My podcast episodes in the past talk about that. I laid it out. And now all of a sudden, you know, now people want to start talking about it. But it should be under investigation. It should be almost concluded But Bill Barr failed and dropped the ball. He is fat and lazy. Good riddance to that fat motherfucker. Good riddance. So what we're going to do right now is go ahead and take another commercial break. Like I said, stick with me. Doing this podcast with all these commercial breaks I'm going to do. Typically, I would go all the way through, you know, an hour, then take a break and then come back. But we can't do that, like I said, because we're having... Uh, technical issues and i want to ensure that these segments are being recorded in their entirety and that we're not missing any information because this is literally like my fifth time recording uh this episode and like i say we got an episode coming up i'm gonna probably push it to friday i'm gonna probably push that episode to friday and push it out to give this episode enough time to get around and get people caught up you know with me uh pushing it out there you know, I want to give people a, a fair chance in this episode, a fair chance too. Um, so, uh, speaking of that, 
Before we go to the commercial break, I want to announce that next week I will not be doing any podcast episodes. Next week is, um, you know, uh, Christmas week. Um, it's sad that, you know, to celebrate our Savior, uh, we only take a week off. I mean, not, not a week off, but we just have one specific day. But being a conservative, the patriot, and the God-fearing uh, Christian that I am, I want to take some time off to, you know, really immerse myself in, you know, the birth of Jesus Christ. Because Christmas ain't about no Santa Claus. It ain't about presents for you. Uh, fucking the PlayStation 5 that nobody can get. I'm just saying, you know, I really would like a PlayStation 5 if anybody got one or can get their hands on one. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just putting it out there, you know, because they're hard to get. But it's not about us. It's not about a PlayStation 5. It's about Jesus Christ. And it's about his birth. You know, and, and I think that people should... You know, especially in times like this, reflect on that. Understand that you're one of the lucky ones that still have a job, that still have a roof over your head, that still has family, may not have been touched by COVID-19 yet and hope to keep it that way. So I won't be doing a podcast during uh, next week at all. And then on top of that, I'll probably come back on the 28th. Uh, that Monday and do an episode. I haven't decided if I'm going to do another episode that week because you're going into uh, New Year's Eve, uh, New Year's Day. Uh, so the 28th could possibly or that Monday. I hope I'm saying the correct day. That could be possibly the uh, last podcast of uh, Uncensored News uh, for the 2020 year. Uh, because I don't really want to get in between anyone's holidays. I think it's essential that you reflect, you know, or, or do whatever you have to do uh, during, during that type of period. Um, let me look at this calendar real quick before we go on break to make sure that I am uh, speaking on the right day. If I could learn how... See, this is one thing that, you know, I, I can't wait to, you know, this, this podcast becomes something big. That way I don't have to be going through all of this stuff... Because nothing ever seems to be working right when I'm messing with it. I just don't understand. Like, I'm just trying to look at a calendar, and this thing is just, like, giving me all type of shit and not working. Goddamn technology. Uh, yeah, so looking at this this now that it popped up, I will do a podcast on the 28th. Uh, but that probably will be it uh, for our 2020 um, podcast because there's no reason to do it on the 31st nor the 1st, uh, unless there's some some good news or something that pop up past the 28th. You know, I'll sneak something in, but I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it because I want to spend time with my family also uh, during that time, you know. But we're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to have some more exciting news. Uh, and then I have a shocker for you all that's just going to make your, your jaw just drop. Uh, when I tell you uh, this story. So uh, let us go pay some bills and, and we'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the uh, program. Um, that last segment actually was a success also. And now we have changed locations once again. Um, what I want to talk about now as we move on 
is the electoral college vote that happened on Monday. There's a lot of talk about this being the final nail in the coffin for President Trump, that it's all over, that, you know, uh, you know, this is what's what is going to get Biden ahead. And this is also the thing that Biden did a speech about on Monday where he showed how old he is and how decrepit he is. And, um, you know, only 4000 people watch. You think more would have watched, especially since you supposedly won by 80 million votes, but only 4000 people actually tuned in to actually listen to him uh, make a speech about that. But um, what I want to talk about is how this electoral process is nothing but a formality. That ultimately it comes down to January 6th when the vice president, who is the president of the Senate, oversees the certification of the general election. Uh, If you remember back in in 2000, Al Gore had to do that and ultimately saw, you know, his hopes of being president of the United States uh, diminish. And that final nail in his coffin was administered on that day. So we're in a situation right now where that is possible. Possi- that's a possibility. The same thing that's going to happen uh, on January 6th. However, however, I see it going in favor of President Trump and not, uh, as they call him, uh, Vice uh, uh, Freaking. Uh, <laughs> I want to call him Vice President uh, Biden so bad. Uh, President-elect Biden, because he'll never see president. He will never be a legitimate president. I don't give a fuck what they do. He will never be legitimate. However, I don't even think it's going to get to that point because January 6th is going to certify uh, President Trump. I'm not a psychic. Not not at all. If I was, I'll be a multi-billionaire and I will own, you know, podcasting uh, platforms. But um, I really see this going in favor of of President Trump, and let me explain to you by giving you an example before I commentate on some stuff, and then I'm gonna roll a video that um, from a salty cracker, somebody else that I follow on YouTube, that actually explains it a little bit better, but explains it the way that you all have grown to love, the way I explain things on Uncensored News. It's just a little bit more clear, but it just has a lot of humor, and I, and I like that aspect of, of, of the humor that um, Salty Cracker brings to his program, and that's why I follow him a lot. Uh, so here's the example, and this actually happened uh, for you history buffs. You understand this. Uh, during the election for the president of the United States, when it was uh, Vice President Richard Nixon going up against Senator John F. Kennedy, who was the Democrat opponent. Uh, Richard Nixon was the Republican uh, contender. Uh, So what happened is Hawaii initially went to Richard Nixon. However, when the Electoral College happened, of course, the primary, follow me now, the primary electors voted for Richard Nixon. However, under you know, state laws, they can send alternates there too. So the opposing party, which was the Democratic Party, 
sent their electors, and of course they voted for John F. Kennedy. So when Richard Nixon was leading the certification, when it got to Hawaii, there was a, you know, uh, unclear census on, you know, who actually won. So basically, it's up to the president of the Senate, his discretion or her discretion, to decide who they're going to go for, just like Gore had to. And what we saw is that Richard Nixon went with the alternates who favored Senator John F. Kennedy. We know that Kennedy would go on to become president of the United States. But that's a actual example going back in time a little bit to show the clarity of how the electors actually uh, the electoral college process actually works. So states can, you know, their electors that they select can vote per the popular vote some states have it where they make it mandatory that the electors vote for the popular vote however alternates are subject to vote for whomever they want to which is typically the opposition of who won the actual um the state now when it goes to congress on january 6 2021 Vice President Mike Pence will oversee the certification. Him overseeing the certification, he gets to decide, like in Arizona, whether it goes for Biden or whether it goes for Trump. Now, I'm not a fortune teller or anything like that, but I can almost 100% guarantee you that he's going to favor President Trump. Thus, why you don't see Trump or Pence making a big spectral, uh, spectrum out of this whole debacle that we are seeing uh, display for the world to uh, watch and point and laugh and say, what in the fuck is going on with America? How could they let their uh, election get so out of control? Why do they have a server in Frankfurt, Germany and in Barcelona, Spain? It's just a shit show. It really is a shit show. So everybody is getting so grounded and planting the seeds of a, a Biden's administration. Well, that dog don't hunt here. It ain't going to happen. If I'm overseeing, you know, the person in the administration I'm over and there's a, con a contested, uh, um, you know, contest in a particular state between the primary and the alternate. And it favors the administration I'm under. I mean, let, let's let's be frank, folks. We're going to go ahead and take the, the, the electors that are favoring our party. That's what we're going to do. We're not going to sit there and play the fucking game and, and sit there and say, no, give it to give it to the, the other person. What the hell? I got a game from that. I still don't understand why Gore and Nixon did that. But that's that's on them. That's on them. Nixon will return and be president and resign in shame for doing the same thing that Obama did to Trump. But worse. On Biden's end. So in order to explain that and have a little bit more clarity, uh, if you wasn't if you were not uh, following along with how I broke it down, I'm going to play a clip 
uh, from the Salty Cracker. And if you want to go on YouTube and watch it in its entirety, uh, I'm going to play it in its entirety. It's only five minutes and about 32 seconds. It's called uh, YouTube Censoring That State Sent in Dueling uh, Trump Electors. So I'm going to play that video for you real quick. So let me go ahead and get that up and running. Upset the YouTube overlords, my friends. I was just uploading tomorrow morning's video and I noticed that YouTube has yanked down another one of my videos. They didn't give me a strike for this one, they just took it down because they're trying to memory hole it. The mainstream media press and the lefties don't want people to know that multiple states sent in alternate, they keep calling them alternate electors, I'm going to call them additional electors because that's well within the purview of all of these states. That's stipulated in not only their state constitution, but the federal constitution. These state legislators are the ones who pick and choose who the electoral college votes will go to. And so when you have somebody like the governor sending them in in Michigan for the Democrats, there's nothing stopping the state legislator, and it's well within their rights. It's their only rights for them, for the state legislator to send in some for Republicans if they think that the election's been stolen. Well, YouTube doesn't want you to know this. YouTube, these Chicom fucking globalists out there don't want you to understand this. They don't want you to know that these votes matter. These alternate slate of electors that went in, they do matter. They totally matter. And what this sets up is a stage for January 6th when Michael Pence is counting these votes uh, in the Senate. This is going to cause a huge problem because now you've got two slates of electors going in for, for a handful of these states. And it's enough states to fuck up the 270 for Joseph Biden. Now, YouTube has a problem with this because YouTube's terms of service are Joe Biden won, shut the fuck up. Well, fuck you. <laughs> Screw you. Give me a strike, assholes. Give me a strike over this because this is how the actual Constitution works out. This is the checks and balances within our system. It's not anti-democratic. This isn't tyrant. This isn't a tyrant situation where Donald Trump is trying to overthrow the election. He's trying to disenfranchise millions and millions of voters out there. This is how our Constitution works. Everything that has taken place so far is well within the framework that much smarter people than these fucking twats at Google have set up. And they're upset about this because it fucks up their steel. That's why they're pulling these videos down. That's why they're taking this down. You got whole articles from places like the AP over here where they're reading and screaming. They're telling everybody, oh, they don't matter. These, are, these, aren't like, these aren't like super duper for serial votes, so like they don't super duper for serial matter at this point. Oh yeah? Keep telling people that. Keep telling people that. Actually, I don't think it, I don't think it does matter. I think Donald Trump's got some other avenues that he's going to go down. But this fucks your shit up. This messes everything up. I think Donald Trump is going to pull the Trump card and actually go to war with China and say, listen, uh, Joe over there is an enemy combatant. Dude's got tons and tons and tons, millions and millions and millions of dollars of Chai Kong money rolling around in his bank account. It was laundered through his crackhead, cokehead fucking son over there and his family members. Donald Trump is going to unleash hell upon you idiots out there. And uh, this whole Electoral College thing, I think, is a little bit of a diversion. But I think it is important to point out that these places like Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube over here won't let people hear what actually happened. This factually happened. A bunch of states came out and they sent two slates of electors. Why are you hiding this from people? Of course they're hiding it from people because it matters. They keep telling you that it doesn't matter. Well, if it doesn't matter, then why are you hiding it? If it doesn't matter, then why are you fucking deep, deep six in it? 
Why are you memory holding it? Why are you 1984ing it? If this information isn't legitimate, if this information don't mean anything, then why you gotta pull down videos of people talking about it? Because you're fucking scared, and you should be scared. We're gonna seize your fucking assets. You look at me. You look at me, Susan Wojcicki! You fucking cunt! You call me whore? I'm gonna be owning you two boys. Donald Trump gonna get four more scoops and he's gonna put salty cracker and maybe mark dice we're gonna be running youtube boys we're gonna take care of business we're gonna fix this place up right we're gonna turn it back to what it was you want to talk about comic books you want to broadcast from your extra spare room that's what youtube's all about not this commie fucking corporate chill stuff that they're over here pushing not this memory holding of information this is supposed to be a place for individuals to broadcast from their spare bedrooms from their basements from their garage not this CNN garbage out here. You guys suck at CNN Towers. Now you're sucking on YouTube. Eat my balls. If you want to see that video that got taken down, head over to odyssey.com or head over to BitChute. Head over to one of these other platforms that will actually host conf uh, information for you guys to consume. But YouTube is asshole. YouTube is garbage. And YouTube is out there running protection for these Chicom bastards and these CCP scumbags trying to steal this election. Looks like we're dropping frames over here. But here you go, boys. These idiots nuking a video that's just factually talking about all of these states. You got six states sending in dueling slates of electors because this election election was rigged. This election was stolen. And fuck you, YouTube. Pull this video down, too. All right, right? What's going on? Take care. I'll see you guys in the next one. And make way because that salt must flow. All right, that was the salty cracker uh, with his breakdown of exactly what it is that I had uh, said previously before I played that uh, video clip. Um, I mean, it, it simply put to fuck all the distractions that you've seen since November 3rd. Fuck all the certifications. Fuck all of the uh, the notion that you know the the fake media can can announce and certify someone to be an office holder understand that the constitution is the the root the, the the principle when you dig through all the weeds and so it's still a constitution that's going to dictate what's going to happen and this process happens for every uh presidential election this is not something new our forefathers knew that the american people as a whole were ignorant to the degree of electing individuals to office. That's why you have the popular vote and the electoral vote. The popular vote is typically, again, what you and I are voting for at the booths. When we go in there, we are basically going under the popular vote. However, if an individual wins the big counties... Per population in the state, the state typically, despite what the popular vote says, goes to that candidate, i.e. those electors will go to the electoral college and cast the ballot. Like for Texas, for example, you know, if Trump won, well, Trump won the popular vote and the um, uh, electoral vote here. But as an example, let's say that Biden won the popular vote. However, you know, Trump won the electoral because he hit the major counties per population in the state of Texas. 
So they, the primaries, will cast their votes for President Trump. Now, if the Democrats felt that they had a strong enough case in the will of the people, they, within their rights, per the state constitutions, and like he just said, the federal constitution, they can send alternates. So the alternates could go there and vote for Biden. So whoever is the president of the Senate, which is Mike Pence, he will sit up there and he will make the decision whether to side with the vote, uh, the electors that voted for Trump or the electors that voted for Biden. So my advice to you, my suggestion to you from here on out, anybody say anything about this election. I want you to understand this. Tell them to shut that fucking hole in their head. Understand that they don't understand the Constitution. And that they need to fucking catch up on it and read it. Sit back, relax, and chill until January 6th. And if Biden winds up keeping it, well, it's going to be what it's going to be. But we will never see him as a legitimate president. Because we know that there's too much evidence on the table that Bill Burr should have fucking investigated, but he left that shows that it was uh, corruption and theft that got him there. And if Trump winds up winning, then you're going to have the left go fucking apeshit crazy and the summer of love is going to turn to the winter of love. They're going to be destroying businesses. Well, no one's going to be in those businesses because the fucking lockdowns. So with Ma and Pa uh, companies... Throughout America at an estimate of 48 percent will never fucking come back at this point. It may not be even occupied by anybody. So that notion of AOC saying they're going to look for bread won't be uh, relevant in that situation. They're just burning down shit at that point. But we know those domestic terrorists are going to do whatever they're going to do regardless. If the right does not accept Biden as a legitimate president. Then they're going to have problems. You know, it was just announced today that there's going to be a scaled down inauguration. It ain't no scaled down inauguration. Nobody wants to fucking show up. That's what it is. 80 million people you supposedly got, but you give a Thanksgiving address and only a thousand people tune in. And then you sit there and do a celebration of the Electoral College on Monday and only 4,000 Americans tune in to watch. You got to be fucking kidding me. Come on, Joe. Come on, man. You know that shit don't make sense. Those numbers don't make sense. But that's what we got. Like I say, just argue. You, you know, don't even argue with people. Just tell them we'll see on January 6th. And if they don't understand what goes on on January 6th, don't even talk to them no more about, you know, the, the presidential uh, election. It's not worth it. They're not educated enough. They're too fucking ignorant and they're just fucking running on whatever CNN tell them, which is a bunch of bullshit. You're running on what the Constitution says. January 6th. We'll see. The end. So what we're going to do, we're going to take another commercial break. I need to make sure that this segment also uh, went through. Um, so when we pick up, we're going to go ahead and talk about um, some Chinese spies within our government. Uh, we're going to follow that up with some uh, devastating uh, news forecast for January. And then I'll end that uh, this uh, podcast with a shocking story that pertains to a two-year-old and airlines, COVID-19, and a mask. 
So stay tuned. Let us go ahead and pay some bills. We'll be right back. All right, folks, welcome back. Uh, let's just go ahead and jump right into uh, the story. It says uh, Representative Jim Jordan blasts Democrats for double standards on foreign uh, interference. Um, so the, basically the story goes a little something like this. Representative Jim Jordan, Republican of Ohio, on Sunday blasted Democrats for having a double standard on foreign interference. In an interview on Fox News Sunday morning futures, Jordan said uh, accusations of ties between Eric, uh, Representative Eric Swalwell, a uh, Democrat out of California, and a Chinese spy brings up fundamental questions. At the same time, that so many of these Democrats were accusing President Donald Trump of working with foreign governments, which we know was not true, which we know was built on a fake dossier. And this whole hoax turns out their candidate for president, uh, Vice President Joe Biden, was in fact cozying up with foreign government uh, to enrich their families. Uh, the very people who were making these accusations not telling us about what Biden was doing. Turns out that they were cozying up with Chinese spies, Christine Fang. So I think there's some fundamental questions here. According to Jordan, lawmakers should ask the House Speaker, Nancy Pelosi, Democrat from California. Um, when did she know when she put Swalwell on the House Committee, uh, um, House Intelligence Committee? Uh, she gets all kinds of briefings. So what did she know when she made the selection when he went on the committee, he said. Second key question is, why is it that it's always the Democrats who get defensive briefings, he said. We know Representative Swalwell got a briefing based on what we've learned from uh, Axios story and other stories this week, but never seen Republicans get a defensive briefing. Republicans get set up. Uh, so basically what he's talking about is Eric uh, Sweetwell, Swaddle, or however the fuck you say his name, it doesn't matter. Basically what he did, and like I said before in another podcast, is that he had in, um, uh, sexual relations with an individual who uh, is now known to be a Chinese spy. I think it's the FBI or the CIA that uncovered um, that individual. Also, in his on his staff, he had a intern who was also a planet Chinese spy. Eric Sparwell is on the intelligence committee, folks. He's hearing all type of classified things or threats against the country, classified information. Um, how we can use it to our advantage against our um, our allies, basically, and most importantly, our foes. What moves, you know, that the government will be making when it comes to ISIS or Al Qaeda or, or anything, any type of terrorist organization, any type of movement, anything that has to do with intelligence uh, perceived by this country. He's uh, peer viewed to that. He gets that information on a daily basis. But he's not the only one. We know Senator Dianne Feinstein had a individual on her staff for 20 years 
Understand that Feinstein herself is upon the Senate uh, Intelligent Committee, not only on it, she's a chairwoman of that committee. She heads the committee. She's a senior individual on that committee. Shocking, isn't it? For 20 years. Can you imagine what that individual heard in private conversations or seen on paperwork working in her office? And I I don't know what position this individual uh, or his capacity inside of the office, but he was well advised on a lot of things that America was doing. So you got people down in the Congress and you got people in the Senate, both Democrats, but how many of y'all before you heard me talk about this story in the past and giving you an update up on this story right now even heard this from any of the other media sources? You probably didn't. Most likely you didn't. Because none of them gave it any type of coverage this week. The only uh, uh, news agency, if you want to call them a news agency, that gave any type of coverage to it was Fox News. Fox News is not in our favor anyway, so they can fuck off. They're fake news too, but they still reported about this story but no other station mentioned this information could you had imagine well we don't need to imagine we saw what happened when president trump made a phone call to ukraine released the transcripts of the call and had congress doing the investigation upon him they just added that information and that that fuel which was an empty gas container onto a roaring fire It wasn't even a fire at all. It was like, you know, a fucking stove burner or some shit like that because it was a weak-ass case. They didn't have anything up on him at all with this Russian collusion. And then try to show that, you know, his Ukraine type of deal is is trying to interfere with the uh, presidential election. Well, if, if you wanted to run it like that, do you think we would be sitting where we are right now if that was a thing? But it wasn't. And when someone released the transcripts of their telephone conversation, what they could, which he declassified the whole entire thing. Uh, yeah, nothing there. But we have proof through the FBI, the CIA, that the people that you have inside of your administration are Chinese spies. And see... One thing that the study also brought up is that there is a lot of known spies on the West Coast, specifically in the state of California. Why? I don't know. But they are. They're saturated in in political offices, typically of Democrats, in California. Makes you think about Nancy Pelosi, makes you think about... Uh, fucking Harris makes you think about who has been in their administration in their own office when they're as senators and you know speaker of the house who else Maxine Waters fucking Adam Schiff Shifty Shift. I bet all these people have people saturated inside of their uh, fucking administrations and don't even realize it that are working on their staff and they have no idea that they're Chinese spies. And when it's exposed, nothing. And then Nancy Pelosi, you put you appoint people on different committees. Now you think she would have come out 
and say, until the investigation is concluded, we're going to remove Representative Sparwell uh, from the committee. I'll be uh, selecting uh, an interim um, to take his spot until the investigation is concluded. And if the investigation proves, you know, to favor the notion that, you know, the Chinese spy was there and he knew about it or, or, or any of the sort, he will be removed permanently. He will not be permitted to be on any other uh, committee and it should be treason and he should be removed from Congress and never given a position of authority ever again. But she won't do that. She basically just says, um, ain't no news here. Let's talk about Trump. Let's talk about Trump. Okay, Nancy, let me go ahead and switch topics. Let's talk about Trump. Let's talk about you and Trump. You haven't spoke to the president of the United States or been in his presence since the um, the State of the Union way back when, 10 plus months ago, almost a year. You had no communication with him, none, so whatever. You got pissed off and you got mad due to the fact that President Trump put his name on some of the stimulus checks that went out. Thus, you're withholding stimulus relief aid to uh, frontline workers to the American people. Now, let me explain something to you that the money that you're withholding is our own money. You are getting and I are getting strong arm with taxes. They take our taxes for the services that we perform at our jobs. You perform the service and the first person to take anything out of your check is the federal government. The more money you make, the more they take. And then they expect you to be excited when it comes back for tax returns. They're not going to give you 100% of the money that they took from you. They're going to give you a percentage of that. If not, they're going to make you owe them more. I can tell you when I was single and when I was in the military, I was paying Uncle Sam on a yearly basis. Paying him. I worked for him. I'm working to preserve the Constitution, the democracy. I'm defending this country, sacrificing my own, leaving my family, serving in Iraq, doing everything I have to do to ensure that America will be better than what I founded. And I have to pay Uncle Sam. Ain't that a bitch? But that was the circumstances that I was old. I was paying him on a yearly basis. Because being single and making the money I was, how dare you make the money you were making? It was not a lot like you think. How is it that if I can take care of myself and don't need nothing from the government and busting my ass doing my job, that in return I have to pay you more for, for that privilege to allow me to take care of myself? It's fucked up. But anyway, Nancy Pelosi is holding on to stimulus money. Now, the shocker is this. The protection that was put in place through the COVID-19 relief bills basically protected millions of Americans from eviction. That is set to expire on the 26th of December, a couple weeks, like 10 days from now. What that does is usher in 
the ability for renters to evict individuals. Now, note that renters were supposed to receive some of that aid money too. I found out this morning that Joel Alstein, his church received like $4 million plus of PPP money. What the fuck does a mega church like that need with that money? They're not hurting. You remember when the hurricane was going down there in, 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 in Houston? And instead of just opening his door to his church, he said no. Then he wound up changing his mind. Then he said, if you want to donate to these people, you can go through our uh, charity network, which they take like 30 percent. So you're getting 30 percent for helping your fellow man and supposedly a church. Let's get the record straight. Joel Alstein is not an ordained minister. Joel Alstein was running the audio and video at his father's church when his father passed away. Joel Alstein just, just, you know, picked up a robe. He don't wear a robe. He wear $1,000 suits that he donate to charity every single week. He never wears the same suit twice. Anyway, he picks up the mic and start preaching. And I'm using air quotes. You can't see it, but I'm doing them. Joel Alstein is not a preacher. Joel Alstein is nothing more than a motivating speaker. He's not ordained. He does not know the word through and through. He's just, you know, doing gospel commentator. Uh, uh, that's basically what he is. I'm not a journalist, but I know how to read news. And I'm putting it up on fact and the truth. He should be doing the same thing, but he does it to fit his narrative. He does it to, to benefit him. To maximize the money that's coming in. He didn't need to receive that PPP. But he did. So Nancy Pelosi is butthurt that Trump name is on it and does not want to ever see his name on another stimulus bill. So all of this money that's been talked about, billions of dollars to help Americans, is being held up by one fucking idiot. Her. She refuses to put it, you know. On the floor so Congress can vote upon. The Senate is ready to make a deal. She don't want to go to the table. She says we can wait a couple more weeks. So that'd be one of the first things that Joe Biden does. She wants to see Joe Biden name upon it. She doesn't want to have any more communication with Joe Biden. She has said that when Joe Biden, if, when he's sworn in on January 20th, her first course of action. And the only action that they're going to take in Congress is to undo 100 percent of everything that President Trump did during his four years. Undo it all. That's her objective. A Congress that has an approval rating of less than 15 percent. You do only 15 percent of your job and see if you even have a fucking job. But Nancy Pelosi is not bothered because she has a private jet. She's going from coast to coast. She has a $34,000 refrigerator in her house. She eats the fanciest fucking ice cream of names that I can't even fucking describe. I'm from Texas. Bluebell is the only fucking ice cream. I don't give a damn how much money you 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 spend on ice cream. It's shit. It ain't gonna be better than Bluebell. Fuck that. I put money on that. But that's what what is going on. 
they are continuing to make money. They are continuing to live in their mansions. They're not worried about none of this COVID-19 because it doesn't apply to them. From her to Newman to Cuomo to all these governors in these Democratic-controlled cities and states. They are putting restrictions down on everybody else. They are forcing mall and paw businesses to go under. They are citing unconstitutional and, and unlawful citations against individual business owners. I'm sure everybody's been seeing that viral one that was going around about that individual who was confronting um, some of these health inspectors or whatnot that were trying to write him another citation and shut him down. Because of a error from their supervisor, he and the people that work at his restaurants are supposed to close it down until they're in compliance and not only in compliance, but they have to pay the fines from the citations. Now, he did everything that the supervisor had said that needed to be done and was in compliance with that health inspector uh, uh, supervisor. But then they show up and say, you're not in compliance. That really has nothing to do with us. And then they try to say it's the law. It's not lawful. You are a health inspector. You're not a police officer. That is not in the penal code. Fucking COVID-19 is not inside of the penal code. For someone not wearing a mask, what, what do you think an officer can do? You think they can get arrested? In charge with what, a misdemeanor or a felony for not wearing a fucking mask during a pandemic? That's not a such thing. These are city ordinances. Meaning that they only apply to that individual city. It's not the state versus whomever. It's the city versus whomever. Citations are just shit that, you know, local government makes up to have revenue coming in. Like parking enforcement. You live within the city. You're parked to conduct business downtown. You forgot to put a goddamn quarter in there. And guess what? You come out and you got a $40 fucking ticket. Or a $40 citation. Unlawful. It's unlawful. But getting back to the point. Nancy Pelosi is holding up this money. That's needed. It's needed. By the American people. There are like 5 million people that are going to be affected by this de- December 26th. Um, uh, ex- expiration of that protection. So during these times, a business is shutting down, retail uh, sales declining. They're declining because people are fearing not only Joe Biden taking over, but all these new closed measures, uh, closure measures that are going on with businesses. The uncertainty is back. So you have businesses going under. You have people who are not going to be protected by evictions. Because January 1st, instead of celebrating New Year's, they're going to be getting, you know, the sheriff or the constable arriving at that residence saying you're evicted. You're done. You're done. There are people living paycheck to paycheck. 
We all know that unemployment is going down and, and a lot of people want to scream, oh, won't they just get a job? People are trying to get jobs. People are just not hiring. People are putting out resumes in the hundreds for minor league jobs, things that are beneath their status and their education and their experience. And they still don't get hired because businesses are uncertain, too, of what's to come. Do they have a need? Can they save the money? Have they rebound from, you know, the economic shutdown that we all felt in America? So the old people haven't come back yet. So you think they're going to hire a new person? So when you're faced with evictions, what do you do? A lot of people have moved in with family and friends. And still can't, you know, as a household, they can't pay the bills. So if they can't pay the bills, what you're going to have is a whole bunch of people being evicted and put out on the street. States are running out of money for the unemployment. The government's not giving any more stimulus uh, money. And then they're talking about instead of the twelve hundred, maybe six hundred. So they're sitting here negotiating with your money when you need the help. Some of you listening to this program right now fall under those categories that I, I've described. And you can thank Nancy Fuckface Pelosi for that. She's holding up your money. She's holding up the protection money that we need for our businesses, not for no fucking Joel Alstein and his mega church. Uh-uh. The mall and Paul places. 48% of them are not coming back countrywide. Think about that, folks. That's half of them going out of business. Whether it's an eatery, whether it's some type of retail, whatever it is that they do. They're gone. Fold it up. Nothing on them. They did nothing wrong. They didn't ask for this pandemic or the shutdowns or fucking dictators pushing dictatorial fucking laws. All Cuomo is doing and, and uh, fucking fuckface de Blasio in New York uh, City. They're trying to do anything to fucking help with the, the shortcomings that's, that's going to happen with the budget. They're going to be billions in the fucking hole. You see all that mass exodus that happened when everybody was was leaving and all the moving companies had no availabilities because, you know, people moving out of states, they were booked months and weeks in advance. People got the fuck out of New York. So with that money being gone, they're hitting people on everything. Hitting them on everything. There's even word out there that Biden wants to add a sugar tax. I mean, they've done it before in New York with the soft drinks and stuff. Packs of cigarettes. I mean, they, they got some taxes for your ass in New York. And now you want to put more taxes on people, right, Cuomo? That makes a lot of fucking sense. That makes a lot of sense. That's just the asinine thing that's going on in uh, Congress um, with Nancy Pelosi uh, since she wants to be in everybody else's fucking business and not fucking do what's right, especially when it comes down to a goddamn fucking spy um, within the trenches of, of our intelligence agencies uh, or committee, better yet. But hey, right? 
Only when Republicans do it or Trump or somebody associated with Trump should we really give a damn. Should we, you know, be alarmed? Should there be an impeachment of sort? That's <laughs> that's fucking crazy to me. That really is. That's that's mind boggling to me that, you know, one side is always chastised for everything, but the other side, nothing happens to them at all. It's not even reported. Most Americans don't even know about it. Don't even know about it. Don't know that Nancy Pelosi is holding up the fucking money that everybody needs. She don't give a shit. She don't give a shit at all. Because like I said, she still has her plane. She still has her position. She still makes her money just like Congress. Think about that. These people have closed door sessions where they decide on the pay increase. When have you ever had the choice to close a door and decide how much and when you should get a pay increase? And the money that they're getting is American taxpayer dollars. So we're over here trying to ask for crumbs of our taxpayer money. And they're still making their thousands of dollars, millions of dollars or whatnot, because most of them become millionaires and don't ever believe a politician when they say they ain't got money like Joe Biden. Joe Biden has fucking, you know, multiple houses. He's a millionaire. His son is fucking, you know, ciphering money from foreign uh, governments and entities. Don't ever believe them when they say they ain't got no money. Joe Biden says he's just a regular Joe. No, you're not a regular Joe. You're a fucked up child pedophile fucking Joe, but you ain't no regular Joe. You don't know what it's like. You've been in government your whole entire career. Your whole entire adult life, you've been in government. Passing policies. That were fucking asinine and backwards, Mr. Pro-segregation, Mr. Oh, I'm going to do the eulogy at somebody's, uh, uh, a former Klan member's goddamn fucking funeral. That's you, Joe. Always talking about fucking corn popping and everything else. Okay. Okay. It's fucking asinine, folks. It really is. Uh, so what I want to do now is transition to uh the last story so we can wrap up this long podcast um this is a story um um like i said about the the mass and a uh a child so let me go ahead and get this open so that y'all can follow along to uh the story uh here we go this is insane a family was kicked off a United jet and banned for life, all because their daughter refused to wear her mask, and she's two. Uh, Eliza Orban and her husband boarded the jet from Denver to Newark with their little girl. The parents were masked up and tried hard to get their daughter to wear a mask, but she wasn't having it. And then they show uh, a video or whatnot of her husband trying unsuccessfully to get the the child to wear a mask and uh, that's when a flight attendant came up to them and announced that they were being booted from the jet eliza's husband tried to explain that he did his best and he was more than willing to cover his daughter's face but the flight attendant wouldn't budge they had to go now get this united wouldn't remove their luggage from the cargo hold and that included their daughter's car seat and on top of that, Eliza uh, says United has permanently banned them from flying. 
These are mixed messages that are driving folks crazy. Governors are keeping preschools open because they say small kids don't pose much of a risk. Yet this happens. The CDC has recommended children at the age of two or older should wear a face mask. But this kid is right on the cusp of a two. So they had an update to this story and it's a... um, A response from United. United Airlines has responded to the incident saying the health and safety of our employees and customer is our highest priority, which is why we have a multi-layered set of policies, including mandating that everyone on board to and older wear a mask. They continue. We are investigating this specific incident and have made contact with the family. We also refunded their ticket and returned their car seat and bags. One last thing, sources connected to the airline tell us the family has not been banned from flying with them. We're also told United Airlines is far from the only airlines with this policy. It's pretty much been adopted across the board here in the United States based on CDC recommendations. I've told you all this in a recording where I talked about the budget airlines in the Philippines with this COVID-19 passport. Think about this for a second. Your family getting on a plane or just say an individual. Let's let's not even add the family because we we there's a story already about the family. You're an individual. You get up on the plane. You got your mask on. During this flight from California to New York. They're going to serve a meal. Or a couple meals. It it depends. But they're also going to offer, you know, Um, meals that you can purchase that are more expensive than the budget stuff that they're going to feed you or the garbage or slop that they're going to feed you. You can, you can buy uh, drinks, you can do everything. So in order to consume these items that you bought, because you can indulge while you're on the plane. So you have to take off your mask at some point in time to eat because I wouldn't recommend I don't think even the CDC would recommend trying to eat a drink through a mask. So there you are eating. Let's say you have COVID-19 but are not showing any signs. So you're putting COVID-19 all up in the air. There are other people on that plane that are also eating and drinking. They're going to the bathroom. They're doing everything. I want you to note that the air up on the plane is recycled. It's not like your car where you have the selection button to take in fresh air from outside or just have the recycle air. It's all recycled and pressure. If it wasn't pressure, you up there, you will freeze to death and carbon monoxide will kill you all. So the COVID-19 that you have is now being recycled through the plane. But you all are eating, taking your mask off, putting your mask on. Wouldn't you say a lot of people on the plane probably are going to contact COVID-19 if that was the case? Wouldn't you wouldn't you agree with me that being in a fuselage like that on the plane with recycled air you're probably going to catch COVID-19 if someone has it. We know that kids typically don't get COVID-19 is very rare. Those who have got it, the media will not tell us 
any underlying conditions. They just say a child died from COVID-19. And since this COVID-19, I personally, out of what I've read and what I've seen, only know of three kids. And it could be more. You probably know more. And, 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 and I'm not doubting that. But what I'm saying is that the numbers are extremely low and rare that a kid catches COVID-19, yet alone die from COVID-19. You didn't see and I didn't see any kids on Black Friday when I went to uh, Lowe's to pick up some items real quick. When I was going around, yes, all of the adults had face masks on, but none of the kids had a face mask on. None of them and kids that were older than two didn't have a face mask on. So it's shocking to me that, you know, the CDC would say at first that they would recommend that small kids not put it on because the risk of suffocation. Kids don't know how to remove that. They have something on their face. They can suffocate. They don't know how to, you know, go to the restroom and take a break and, and, and take that thing off. The, the, the population is not meant to be, you know, governed by N95 fucking masks. Meaning that we all need to have one of those masks on. Those masks, you can barely breathe through. Those masks are, are required for, like, surgeons. You wouldn't tell us now that we fly on airplanes so high up in the sky that we need to wear fucking astronaut suits for our protection. No, you wouldn't do that. But you will make us wear fucking face masks down here. So if we have the face mask on and we're doing a social distancing... Why are businesses shutting their doors if they're in compliance with only takeout orders or limiting the amount of people that are in their stores and being in compliance? Why the fuck are the doors shutting? Why are they going out of business? Why are governments forcing them to close their doors, if not finding them and giving them citations and not allowing them to open back up? This is. The time where if you give an inch, the government takes a mile. If you allow them to take away your fucking freedoms and dictate what it is that you do, not only in your business, but inside your home, as Cuomo, Newsom and the rest of them have fucking done, telling you you ain't celebrating, you ain't having more than 10 people, social distance in your own house, everybody about to wear a mask. If not, X, Y and Z is going to happen. It's called government overreach. The government has gotten too big. It is doing too much. It is interfering with our freedoms. It is interfering with our religious freedoms. It is interfering in our everyday life. We should not have conversations and things about the government all the fucking time. But we do. Because we're in that situation where they want more of your freedoms. They want to take them away. Joe Biden has already said that he's going to attack the Second Amendment like you ain't never fucking seen before. Limited how many rounds you can have in, in type of guns. Harris wants to do a buyback for AR-15s. You ain't getting shit, bitch. You'll be a dumb fuck if you give up your goddamn weapon. Do you see... That is hard to even buy guns right now because they're fucking shelves that are empty. It's even harder to find fucking ammunition. When this whole entire country is arming itself up. What the fuck does that tell you that you should give your weapon over to the government? 
We've seen what the government would do with weapons in the Fast and Furious under the Obama administration. They will literally sell them to the fucking drug cartels to try to track and see how they get back into this country and where they get back into this country. And we have seen time and time again those same weapons that the government sold through a third party to those fucking cartel members that killed Americans. They will come back into this country and kill Americans. And then we've seen, even in the case of the one in California, I think it was in California where the young lady was taking a picture with her family and this fucking illegal immigrant fucking around with a gun, the bullet winds up hitting her in her head, killing her. He goes to jail and supposed to be prosecuted, but some due to some type of technicality, he winds up being released. He winds up being released. An illegal immigrant wound up being released. It seemed like illegal immigrants got more fucking rights than American citizens. They can do anything. They can do anything in this country. These 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 cities can do anything. They can sit there and have sanctuary cities. They can sit there and have, you know, uh, the thing in, in Seattle where, you know, they basically took over the block and the police station. And that's supposed to be okay. So when the Democrats do it, it's okay. But when the Republicans speak out against it, we're fucking racist. You're a fucking Nazi. You're a fucking Trump supporter. Not that you are arguing on the basis of the Constitution, which the left doesn't fucking know anything about. It's you. You all that are listening to this program, you are the fucking problem. You are the reason why the country is the way that it is now, according to the left. Now, they spent four years fucking hating President uh, Trump. Four long years hating him, including the media. Now, either his term is about to be over or it's going to continue. But nonetheless, let's just take that out the equation. You get them, including Joe Biden, that says he's going to bring this country back together and his supporters well we'll know about 4,000 and 1,000 so 5,000 supporters out of the 80 million supposedly those individuals are telling everybody that you need to give them a chance calm down relax you all spent four years hating and we're supposed to just relax when we see the theft ah that's baseless now no 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 and the media said he won. The Electoral College said he won. Now, now, now. Peace. It's amazing how when Biden is, is in the mix, it's always racial. Remember his comment where he said he learned about roaches by having kids on his lap. I love when I have kids on my lap. Remember that? Remember him about to fucking square off with, with corn pop and a Rice Krispie Trio. Remember that shit? Yeah, that's Joe Biden. That's Uncle Joe. Pedophile Joe. Sleepy Joe. Dead Joe. I mean, he looks like a fucking corpse walking around. He's, he's heinous. 78 years old. Think about that number. I say again, think about people that you know are 78 years old. Are they fit to be president of the United States? Neither is Joe Biden. 
Think about somebody 85 years old. Should that person be a United States senator like Dianne Feinstein? Should an 80-year-old be this fucking speaker of the House of the United States of America? Come on, people. Like Joe say, come on, man. This is bullshit. They don't even have a case. They don't even have an argument. What they run on is stupidity. Absolute power. They want control. They want obedience. And most people are willing to give it to them to give them a chance. You've got to be fucking kidding me. If you're listening to this podcast, ultimately you're a patriot. You're somebody who is not drinking that fucking blue Kool-Aid. You're not going to sit here and take this shit. You're not going to ever accept a Joe Biden Harris presidency. You won't. Despite what the media says, despite what the public says, you're going to continue to fight and stay on principle. This is bigger than Trump. If this is allowed to go through, democracy is officially on life support. Enough of this shit, folks. Enough of this shit. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. And like I always say, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And like like I always like to say, I ask all you listeners to help sponsor this program. This is literally my sixth or seventh time bringing a podcast episode to you. The same episode. There's been so many errors, so much you know, uh, technological uh, things going wrong with the recordings that can't be explained. I've had to move multiple locations due to so much noise. It's during the daytime right now and people are moving around. So it was a lot of noise. I'm working my ass off to bring you all, you know, this podcast. I ask for donations. If God puts it up on you. It is a season of giving and we need sponsors, you know, our listeners to help sponsor this program. I'm never going to sell out to any corporate entity. I understand that you heard the anchor commercial or whatnot. They are our first official uh, business uh, sponsorship. But I don't want to have to privatize, you know, my podcast. I think that's ridiculous. But we just need the sponsorship. We, we really do need that sponsorship or whatnot. That shows that what I am doing is worth it. It shows what I am doing, being so passionate about it, bringing you these facts, going through this hell and high water to bring you all this, these recordings or whatnot. That is worth it. I enjoy what I do. I live for this type of stuff. I would love to talk about other things just besides politics. I would love to talk about entertainment. I would love to talk about sports. I would love to talk about a whole slew of things. But right now, we're just consumed with this pandemic and the government and this stolen election. That's the hot button issue right now. And it takes a lot to do um, all these research, you know, the research that I have to do putting it into a recording, making sure the recording is good. So I'm asking you, as 
a fellow patriot, as a veteran, as the anchor of this podcast, during this season of giving, if God puts it on your heart to sponsor this program, this podcast, this news commentary, Wherever there's information about this channel, Uncensored News, there is a link that will take you over to the page to do a sponsorship. Now, it's as little as 99 cents a month. The increments are 99 cents, 499 and 9.99. That's it. That's all I get. It's not like YouTube where, you know, I got people sponsoring my program, oh, $500 here, $1000 there, so on and so forth. No. No, with all of the censorship that YouTube is putting down, that's why I'm not on YouTube. I thought about doing a YouTube. I started to create a page and a platform and everything to be on YouTube, but I decided not to. Because like I say, podcasts are the new thing a lot of people are turning off the news and stuff and listening to people while they're at work while they're in the privacy of their home or while they're driving home sitting sitting stuck in traffic they're listening to podcasts because we are raw we don't have anything to lose and everything to gain that's why i asked for the sponsorship Every single episode. Because it helps out tremendously. It helps out with better equipment. You know, one day this podcast, you know, if we get the right numbers, could leave this platform and go to another platform. And those other platforms are more exclusive, too. They actually charge subscription for their users. I don't want to get to that point. That's why I'm leaning more towards my listeners to help me out versus, you know, big corporate. Big corporate has strict policies. They have editors over there. They have fact checkers over there. They have a lot of things over there that I don't want to fucking deal with. I like doing it independent on my own. I want the people that I'm talking to that are hearing me right now to help sponsor me. I'm happy Anchor does it. It's kind of a default thing. They do it for everyone who has, you know, a podcast. But it's not a lot. It's not a lot at all. Anchor is not changing anything. They have no say over this podcast. I've said that before. They don't have any say. This is our podcast. This is us. This is our voice. So. As I wrap this up, uh, like I said, I'm I'm going to do another episode on um, Friday instead of Thursday because of next week. I'm not going to do a podcast at all next week. Uh, after Friday's podcast, the next new podcast will be on the 28th, given if there are no technical issues or recording issues or, or whatever. We'll be doing it. Uh, on the 28th and that will be the last podcast for the 2020 year and then we will come back after the new year's 
probably that um that first Thursday or Friday of January would be our first episode. But more on that will we'll come on the 28th. Uh, so just be looking out for that. Uh, so hopefully when I finish with this, this segment will be perfect and I get to publish it just in its entirety, just the way it is. I hope that this sixth and final time is the last time because I'm exhausted. I've done this so many times. I'm getting cotton mouth. My voice is starting to crack and everything else because y'all know how I like to get on my rants and get very passionate about what I'm saying. So if you want to sponsor us, please sponsor us. Please also share this podcast. Get other people involved in this podcast. Let them know about this podcast if you can. And if possible, if you have missed any past episodes, this is like episode 16 or so, please go back and see where we came from to understand that pattern. Because sometimes you hear me say, I've said it before in previous podcasts. You probably never heard it because it's probably a podcast you never heard. So go back and listen to it. My podcast age very gracefully. They are not outdated. They are always passionate, always unscripted, and always on point. So if you missed any or you new to this podcast, I challenge you to go back and listen to some of the previous podcasts and see where we've come from to where we are now. And see if I'm not in line with every single thing that is going on in Washington, in politics, in the world. I'm on par. I know I'm on par. But if you want to challenge me to it, go back and listen to those past, past podcasts and catch up and see if I'm not on par. See if you don't say, damn, you know what? He's right. He was right this whole entire time. I'm not aiming to be right or to be the bearer of bad news. I'm just going to tell you the way that the facts lay. So for Uncensored News, I am your host, the educated Republican. And I am out.